we've all heard about how one day California is just going to fall off into the ocean and go on its way. But how likely is that to happen? I know I'm always on the hunt for a good podcast to listen to. I'm sure you are too. So why don't you check out this podcast I found called This Week in the News with Kevin and Benedict. As you can guess, it is a news-based podcast, and with their humor and great voices, it is just a delight to listen to. But you don't have to take my word for it. I'll let these gentlemen introduce themselves. Hey, everybody. This is Kevin. And this is Benedict. From the This Week in News with Kevin and Benedict podcast. And we're here to tell you why you should give us a... This is so trite. Is there not anything better we can do than this? Hey, I'm doing my best, okay? Maybe if you took some time to help me out on the script and bothered to read it before we started, this wouldn't have happened. All right, forget I said anything. Well, like I was saying, it's the number one podcast hosted by guys named Kevin and Benedict. That is literally impossible to argue with. Well, and we really hate Donald Trump. Well, also pretty much everything else as well. I do, at least. Yeah, so come on over and join us on the show where we discuss what's happened this week and generally despair about the world. But it's funny despair, though. It's not like straight-up misery. Absolutely. So once more, the name of the show is This Week in News with Kevin and Benedict. Come over and join us on every Monday. We look forward to welcoming you. Hello and welcome to Podcast Wild. I'm your host, MK, and we'll cover just about anything to do with outdoor sciences. Today's episode is called The Fault is in Our Faults. It's about plate tectonics and fault lines, and how the Indian subcontinent may have just shaped our ancestors' future. The Earth is composed of several plates that fit together to cover its surface. There are around seven large ones like the Pacific and African Plate. There are also smaller ones like the Juan de Fuca Plate, which lies by the Pacific Northwest of the United States. These plates consist of the Earth's crust and the upper part of the mantle. They slowly glide over churning rock. And by slow, I mean they average in at a speed about 2 to 3 centimeters or 1 inch per year. They, however, are not all moving in the same direction. Some pull away from each other, some collide, and others rub against each other. And the boundary where these plates meet is comprised by a series of faults. Faults are cracks in the earth caused by stress. Why, if you took a hammer and whacked it on a stone, the cracks that appear would be tiny faults. Faults are mainly found at or near plate boundaries, but can be found anywhere where the earth is moving. There are three types of faults. The first is a normal fault. 
that's when rocks slide away from each other. This can be seen in places like the Great Rift Valley in Africa or on the ocean floor where two plates diverge. Typically, the source of this is an upwelling of magma, which can seep up before cooling when it reaches the surface. As more and more magma does this, it pushes the older rock farther and farther away from its twin on the other side of the divide. Another type of fault is the thrust fault. This is where rocks are moving towards each other. Eventually, one will overlap the other. Get an idea of how this works. Hold your hands, fingers together, and away from you. Your palms should be face down and your hands flat. Now place them side by side and push them together. Notice how they stayed locked in place before one slipped over the top of the other? Notice how quick and sudden it was? Your hands just replicated an earthquake. You can spot a thrust or a reverse fault by the presence of a fault scarp, a piece of rock that has been thrust above the original level. Picture an overhang. Faults like these are found where plates collide, like along the Pacific coast or the Himalayans. Thrust faults that occur where continental and oceanic crust meets is called a subduction zone. Because ocean crust is denser, it will always slide under the continental crust. As the ocean crust gets closer and closer to the core, it heats up and becomes magma. This magma then rises, forming volcanoes and their eruptions. This is why there are a string of volcanoes along the edge of the Pacific Plate, referred to as the Ring of Fire. This includes such volcanoes as Mount Fuji and Mount St. Helens, and it has about 75% of the world's active volcanoes. Not only can they build volcanoes, but these types of faults lead to mountain building. When two continental plates meet, they crumple together, forming mountains like the Himalayans. You can replicate the third kind of fault as well. This one is called a strike-slip fault. This is when rocks slide past each other. So just place your hands in the same position, but this time move one hand forward and the other back. You'll notice that it catches a couple times too. Once again, you've made an earthquake. And strikes at faults can be pretty famous for them. For example, the San Andreas Fault is a strike-slip fault. This means that towns like Los Angeles and San Diego are slowly moving northward. So, no, California isn't going to go out into the sea by itself. So how do we know that these places are moving or that even a fault event occurred? Well, in modern times, we have GPS units that can record their location. And if there is a change over time, we can tell where and how fast the plate is moving. At the faults themselves, we can see shifted rock layers and can date and compare those rock layers. As for the moving plates, we can look at fossils. Part is the type of fossil. For example, in Greenland, one can find fossilized ferns and palm trees even above the Arctic Circle. However, this just might have indicated a different climate. What's most important is where the fossil is found. For example, ancient remains of a mammal-like reptile, Cygnathus, can only be found in Africa and South America, where there was no way for them to have swam across the entire ocean. Those two continents had to have been once combined.
Now, what's interesting to know is just how integral the movement of the Earth may have been in the rise of man. You see, about mm, 20 million years ago, the subcontinent of India stopped being a giant island and collided with the Asian continent. This created many a thrust faults as the rocks collided and rose up, forming the Himalayas. This also pushed up the Tibetan Plateau behind it. With its formation and height, the Tibetan Plateau acts as a huge solar panel in the summer. And as we know, hot air rises, i.e. hot air balloons. And as that sun-warmed air rises, more air rushes in to fill its space. Some of that air is the moist air found off of the Indian Ocean. This results in the monsoon season we've heard about or experienced. But humans didn't start off in India, you say. To which I respond, you are correct. However, with all this moist air leaving the ocean, it started to draw moist air away from Africa. As Africa dried out, vast forests turned into sparse savannas. This only increased as the Great Rift appeared in Ethiopia, making its way down and forming. As the valley widened and created shoulders or mountains on either side, rising up two miles high. This further cut off Africa to moisture and created rocky, dried-out terrain. The hypothesis is this change in habitat may have led to us being upright. Our ancestors could no longer just swing from tree to tree. They had to cover vast expanses of changing terrain, and walking upright allowed our ancestors to not only see farther, but carry important things, those long distances. So what have we learned? That the earth is made up of pieces that are moving and a grooving, some towards, away, or alongside each other. We know that this creates phenomenon like earthquakes, mountains, and volcanoes. That California is not going to fall off into the ocean. We also know that these pieces move through information from current technology and from clues left behind in fossils. And that it might be all thanks to India that we walk upright. If you are interested in examining this further, I've posted links to my sources on podcastwild.weebly.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-W-I-L-D dot W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. You can also find us on Facebook as Podcast Wild. Thanks for listening. Thanks for learning. We'll talk to you next time on Podcast Wild with episode six, off with their heads.